Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. She has her back to me. Roll footage. How's it going? Hi, honey. How's everything? Hi, honey. How's it going? Good to see you. Okay. I was going to go in for a hug. That's not a thing to roll footage. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Dan. I got them. You got what? The Chromatica Oreos. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... I, I I have some that are meant for for me here in Brooklyn somewhere, but I haven't obtained them yet. Well, I had the same source offer me some. Yeah, but for me, it was about the hunt. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I've been stalking the two targets <laughs> near me nonstop, watching men like unload trucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yesterday. I was walking to the Target and Hell's Kitchen, and I looked through the window. <laughs> Stop. And no, not even kidding. And I saw the pink packaging. Like on display? On display. In the window. Like not in the window, but like I saw it like I was looking far into sure. the Target. Sure, sure, sure. I've, you ever seen Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger with him trying to get that toy? Okay. It was like me realizing, oh my God, <laughs> there's like maybe like 10 packs, 15 packs. What if by the time I get over there, yeah, another 50 day feet away, kitchen man, <laughs> which could have, ha- would have, could have happened. Yeah. 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 But I got them. Okay. Have you tasted them? Yes. They're very sweet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like it's different than a, a regular Oreo in terms of sweetness. Well, I think like it's not chocolate. Yeah. 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 It's like a vanilla Oreo. Yeah, which I've never had. Okay, okay. Um, so maybe it's the same. Um, there have been comparisons to cake batter flavor. Okay. It's kind of like that. 
Yeah, I like don't like my sweet treats too sweet. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried. I mean, you don't have to love them. Okay, yeah. It's just kind of like take blast me off to chromatica. Mentally. Exactly, exactly. So I have three packs, one that <laughs> I've opened. <laughs> wow. I'm probably not going to open the other two. I'm probably going to keep one. I don't know. Is there like, um, there's got to be an expiration date, I would think. Yeah, but it's like a keepsake. Yeah. I mean, we all, well, until it starts like growing mold on it, right? I think, I don't think the mold would go outside the packaging. Also, like how processed are Oreos? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, No, I'm excited to try it. And then also, I think we want to try to like convert it into another sweet treat in this household, Mm. like a cake or a cheesecake or something. That would be a great video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's time for the return. My return to TikTok. Oh, the fact that you've only done one, <laughs> one you, and you, done. Like, you, you barely even tried. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we we kind of teased this in the pre-show uh, this week, Brendan. You are going to be changing burrows soon. I know. At the end of this month, I am coming to Brooklyn. I know. So excited. I've been like. Hoping and wishing for this to happen for years, and I, I never thought I'd see the day. Well, it's not like we can see each other now. We're I know. Still, we're still <laughs> but, in a Panera Bread. But, but, we're, but we're, we're maybe like months away from, from Vax. That's true. I'm leaving, I have lived in this apartment for like 10 As long years. as I knew you, yeah. I think like most of my housewife's obsession has actually happened within these walls. So yeah. <laughs> this, this apartment grew come through Queen. If if those walls could talk. Um, we do have a few interesting news items this week. Um, one of which kind of broke as last week's episode was going live. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get into that? And that is that Lisa Van- Vanderpump lands a new e-reality show, Overserved. And this is as reported by Page Six. So Lisa Vanderpump is back. The former Real Houses of Beverly Hills star is set to star in on her own show, Overserved with Lisa Vanderpump on E! The network announced Friday. The half-hour series will center on Vanderpump throwing intimate outdoor dinner parties for celebrity guests at her iconic home, Villa Rosa. Notably, none of her former co-stars filmed a segment for the show. Guests for the upcoming season, which premieres March 18th, include Cheryl Hines, Iggy Azalea, Jaleel White, Jeff Lewis, Lala Kent, Lance Bass, Tori Spelling, and Margaret Cho. Vanderpump is a producer on the show. Meanwhile, the status of her R-H-O-B-H spinoff, Vanderpump Rules, is still in limbo amid the coronavirus pandemic. Um, interestingly enough, this little blurb on page six left out people we would be interested mm-hmm. in, name, in, namely Trixie Mattel and Heather Dubrow. I know. Those are the two episodes I will be watching, uh, the Heather Dubrow and Trixie Mattel ones. I think Trixie is paired with Iggy Azalea. Yeah, what's interesting is that Trixie apparently like leaked the existence of this show a few weeks or months ago. It was in her and Katya do a Netflix web series called like one to watch or like something like that. Like mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, but they were doing the one about bling empire. They, okay. I think they were talking about like exorbitant wealth in general. Sure. And Trixie like mentioned that she had been at uh, Lisa Vanderpump's house for a dinner party. So there was an announcement last week that was being teased and like the people teasing it were kind of insinuating like a Lisa Vanderpump involvement. So I thought it was going to be some news or something about Vanderpump dogs. Yeah, but it isn't. 
Because that got announced like way, way before this might have even had been a dream. I know. Um, we'll see if that ever comes to fruition. But I do want to say a couple things. With this show, it's like everything old is new again. Does no one remember Cocktails with Chloe? Oh. Which was basically the same premise. But wasn't that more of like a talk show? Yeah, but it was like come over for a like a dinner party, a cocktail party, but Chloe didn't even get E. She wasn't it on some like weird other channel. Uh, it might have been on like Pop if I remember something like correctly. that. Um also Cheryl Hines speaking of, did you know her husband is that Robert F Kennedy Jr. guy who's the anti-vaxxer who got kicked off of Instagram this week? Oh, I feel like that was in a deep recess of my brain somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, with like a, with a, just a half hour show, like they don't really have to do too much. Like it's like by the time you like arrive, you like make a few jokes, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It wraps up in 22 minutes, you know? I know. It'll be interesting to see Trixie Mattel at Villa Rosa. What do you make of this being on E rather than Bravo? Um, Not much. Same parent company. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I think like this is going into like the E 2.0 that they were trying to create Mm -hmm. now that like Kardashians is sunsetting. Yeah. And this feels more E than Bravo to me. Okay. Yeah. It does feel like a little Tyler Henry ish. Yeah. Like, let's just like throw famous faces on the TV screen and and hope people will watch. Mm -hmm. I was looking at his book on my shelf the other day and remembering when I read that. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So I, I guess we'll like tune into certain episodes and see what happens. I'll probably watch the, the premiere, then I'll watch Heather Debro, then I'll watch Trixie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, someone, unfortunately, we will not be watching this year is Dorinda Medley. Yeah. And she spoke with Us Weekly about uh, why she was confused by the firing from Roni. Uh, she shades Ramona Singer and Luann Deliceps, and she reveals if she'll ever return to the show. And this was kind of summarized by realityblurb.com. So in a new interview, Dorinda reveals that she's happy since leaving Roni and says she feels like she's finally found herself again after apparently getting caught up in fame. She said, once in a while, it's important to stop, reset, think, regroup, because we get lost. We get lost in whatever this is. Housewives, fame, the city, wants, desires, and it's been really nice to just reset and find Dorinda again. Um, when she was axed from the show, the network referred to it as a pause, which she admits confused her just as much as the fans. She said, they called it a pause, so everybody was confused by that. I was confused. I was like, okay, uh, time will tell if I'll return. We're still not out of this phase. We have a long way to go. And they haven't even had their season yet, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. A year in Housewives world is like 10 years in someone else's. Things change very qu- quickly. Dorinda's last season on the show was rough, and she had been called out for much of her behavior during season 12, especially the way she treated Tinsley Mortimer. Uh, she was asked if she feels gypped since she wasn't given the opportunity to come back and redeem herself. She responded, I think they've allowed many of the other housewives the opportunity. I'm not being negative about it, but I think that is the glory of housewives, is the rise and fall, to rise and fall. And people love to watch that process. I think the audience would have loved to have witnessed that. But they made that choice, and that's fine. And in a weird way, maybe it's better that I just didn't. She added, I would have been in New York. I would have had to film during COVID, and it would have driven me crazy. I couldn't have done it. All these people running around traveling, doing stuff and not taking it seriously would have driven me crazy. I mean, not everybody has the same outlook. 
about the whole process, with Dorinda obviously referring to Ramona and Luann's travels as they made headlines mm-hmm. for partying all over the country. Uh, she said, I'm still very close with everybody. I feel positive about it. You know, Andy Cohen checks in every once in a while, and everyone checks in. I was really friends with these people. They were part of my life before the show. This wasn't a show thing. This was a real thing. So what are your thoughts, Brendan? My thoughts are, I like, it sounds to me like she's still in kind of delusion world as far as like what we saw on TV compared to like what she thinks her behavior is and what it warranted. Okay. I, she, I think she has a point about like other people are able to come redeem, redeem themselves. But like Dorinda was a runaway train Yeah, and she only proved during the reunion that she wasn't able to like pivot to redemption yeah you know i mean the reunion was the tough part because like that was her chance Mm-hmm. and i just like i still follow her on instagram and from what i've seen i don't think she's moved past like anything yet so i mean i don't like blame her too much for that because like so many of these housewives that leave the show are still talking about it as if they've been on it on the show like last mm-hmm. season and they've been off for five years. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this gets so ingrained in their, like, in the way they interact with the world, especially like the online world. Mm-hmm. I meant more like, she's still like getting drunk and mean commenting mm-hmm. on like Ramona's Instagram okay. up until like a couple, or like posting those like weird, vi- remember when she posted that weird video <laughs> like a couple weeks ago where you couldn't really hear what was going on. Yeah. I, I just think she's like still deep in her feelings about it. Sure. And uh, maybe once the new season airs and she's able to like watch it without herself, mm-hmm. it'll be good. Yeah. Um, before we get to our shows this week, I do want to quickly plug, cause I'm, you know, we love plugging other podcasts on this show. Mm-hmm. I was on housewives and me and my episode premiered earlier this week on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Apparently, we're charting in in Ireland now. Charting in Ireland. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned, like, maybe on one of these episodes or the pre-show that I had so much fun uh, chatting with Connor. I thought it was a fun episode, so everyone should run and check that out if they have not already. It's Housewives and me. Ham. Ham. Um, Let's get to last week's Drag Race real quick. Okay. Um, For sure. This was the disco dancing challenge and a lot was going on and these queens don't know what disco is really yeah not not one of them seemingly not even tamisha iman i know it's just like so funny and this has been memed a lot it's like this season the show feels like it's rue making references that these like 20 something year olds just don't get yeah. anymore. Um, and whether that means these queens need to learn or it means RuPaul needs to get some new references. Okay. It's tough to figure out. Um, I think it's, this is stuff that's worth learning. I mean, what was your f- familiarity with disco growing up? Um, I think very like stereotypical, like uh, what's that? John Travolta movie. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Like, knew about that. Knew about, like, Studio 54. 
all of that kind of stuff. Knew the classic disco songs, obviously, that were like mentioned in this episode. Yeah. Um, obviously, like Diana Ross, Sylvester. So, like, some knowledge, but I'm also a kid who was born in 1987. Yeah. So, I guess, like, for me, I feel like growing up in like the New York tri state area, like, mm-hmm. growing up, disco was still relevant in this area. And especially, mm-hmm. like, so, like, I feel like a lot of people uh, my age and our age have parents that, like, listened to, like, um, like different music other than disco. Mm-hmm. But my parents love disco. So, okay. so, like, growing up, like, that was on the radio. In fact, like, my dad would drive me to the... Uh, the Staten Island Ferry with like with 103.5 KTU on hosted by RuPaul and Michelle Visage and they were playing disco. Wow. So it's like a full circle wow. moment here. Um, so yeah. So if I was on the season, I would have been right there with Ru. <laughs> you would have understood the references. Yes. Afraid, not afraid to reference or not reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like I didn't love the challenge yeah. I didn't love the challenge. And then, like, to follow it up with, like, this blase runway. Yeah. So, this is where, like, the challenge to me, everyone blended together during the challenge because it was, like, a group dance for the most part. There were, like, standout times. Yeah. And then the runway was, like, kind of blase. And then I found at the end of the thing, I was, like, picking out my favorite runway looks. And then we get to where they say who's safe. And I'm like, oh, all my favorite looks are like with the safe people. Who were your faves? Well, Got Mick, obviously. Okay. Um, Candy was a fave. Yeah. They saw, they saw Candy in a completely like different light than I did, well, they, which was wild. They were like, they were more concerned with like Candy's quote unquote, not exciting look from like the disco challenge. I know. And then, um, Utica's look I liked a lot too. Uh-huh. I guess I I understood that it needed to be explained, but like once it was just a cool look in general, yeah. and they hated that too. Yeah. Um, like I think Olivia Lux is a nice girl, but like her actual outfit was just like a piece of fabric. <laughs> I know, but uh, you got to give it to her with the wig and like. The makeup, she looked incredible on the runway. The, I will say the wig and the the wig and the the makeup were great, but like that could have been the wig and the makeup for any challenge. I know, but like there was, I I see what the judges saw when she walked out. Okay, she was she's a star. She's a star. That's it's like I agree with you. Initially, I was like, "What is this dress?" But then I'm like, "Look at her, <laughs> look at her face." Okay, I mean, like, I'm not yucking anyone's yum, but, like, I was just not yumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people seem to be, like, really into uh, Rosé. Really? Yeah. Like, the discourse. Okay. And I'm just not feeling, like, the wigs. The wigs always bug me for some reason. Okay, okay. But I thought her dress was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It- it's fine. I like. I'm enjoying the season of Drag Race, but the but like the UK Drag Race just has me like on another level. Oh yeah, and I'm caught up. I'm ahead of. I know you. that's why we're not really like getting into it here or in the pre-show. But like, I will say this week's episode. In the first five minutes, I was like, for lack of a better word, gagging more than once. Okay, okay, 
Can't wait to tune in. It's like I gotta gotta watch WandaVision, gotta watch UK Drag Race, gotta watch Search Party. There's a lot on the table right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I were you, I would, with your morning coffee tomorrow, watch Drag Race UK. Uh huh. And then watch WandaVision later. I don't know. Because I feel like I don't. It's it's hard to avoid a spoiler. Maybe just get off Twitter. Yeah, maybe. Um, why don't we get into Dallas Housewives? Let's get into but it. But just quick side note: no New York, no New Atlanta this week because of the Super Bowl. Which, like, come on, just give us Atlanta so we have alternative tr- alternative programming. And like, especially on the heels of how much fun we had the last episode. I know. It's like really affecting like the flow. And I feel like this a- is like, Atlanta runs into this every year. Every single year. It's the curse of Sunday night and airing in the winter because there's always like a special TV event. Like there's, we're going to have Oscars. It's going to, mm-hmm. this is going to be annoying. Yeah. But um, in Dallas, when the moon hits your eyes, <laughs> like a big pizza pie. Wow. That's that's amore. That's amore. Uh, I mean, you and I are both Team Tiffany, but this was a rough episode for her. A tough episode for Tiffany, and you know why? It's her getting her in her own way. Um, okay. It's just like she might think that like coming up with all these rules and like all this kind of stuff is like gonna make for good TV. Okay, but I'm like, like, be a little more easygoing. Okay. Okay. I was with her on the 10.30 p.m. Like, I'm going to probably ask people to leave because I have to get up. But then everything that came after that, I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, well, before we get to the party, let's get to, like, the mini items uh, that occurred before the party. Sure. Which include Cameron and Court discussing, like, the ho- like the house thing. And he kind of just wants to cut her out of the conversation and... Seemingly mm-hmm. have a conversation with the kids. I know. Well, I mean, like, and between that storyline and the dog storyline, yeah. it's like, what are we doing here? You know, like, as much as I don't love the storyline, I do love her hanging out with the family more than, like, a Steph or Brandy hanging out with their families. Because... Cameron is an alien. Yeah. And so like her hanging out with even her own family yeah. seems odd. Exactly. Um, we have Deandra continuing to steal Leanne Locken's storyline. And like, we're not really going anywhere with it. It's kind of just like someone for her to talk to, to like talk about her personal story with like the brother and everything. Yeah. in this like interesting little home and he's gay, right? Uh, I mean, I feel like that might be the case. He reminds me of someone I know. Okay. Someone who's like into that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So then besides all that, we have like Tiffany inviting everyone. She gives the, us the 1030 PM, um, debt, like cutoff point, which I like, I don't think is the worst thing in the world. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world either. I think like. That makes sense. Was it a weeknight? That's a perfectly okay time to go to sleep. But like Carrie throwing the temper tantrum and she's like, no, like what, like what does she want to just like stay there all night? <laughs> like, I know you don't even like, like her out? that much. So like, why do you want to stay so long? <laughs> this is what I'm like saying with Tiffany. It's like, she's feeding into 
Carrie. Okay. And it's only making Carrie stronger. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know? Cameron brings the 50-year-old pinata leftover, which felt like a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've disagreed on this in the past. Like, I don't mind the booties. I think the booties are good. Yeah, the booties, I think the booties were fine. Yeah. Um, it just was like, I guess it was more like so uncomfortable watching every instance of like them reminding people about the booties. Yeah. I mean, it was, pretty, then, it was like, particularly uncomfortable with like Brandy about to vomit, trying to put the booties on. <laughs> I know that was exactly it. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So, but it is also like a respect thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do like that we are spending time in her home. Uh, the kids getting their own little pizzas before everyone else arrives. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like the green stuff. And you know what? Sometimes I don't like the green stuff on my pizza. Oh my God. What what green stuff do you not want? I don't like a ton, a ton of basil oh. on my actual pizza. Okay. I just like, I like, I'll do like a couple like shreds, but sometimes the full leaf is there. Okay. That makes me sound like a fucking baby, but it, I'm it sorry. It does. It does. <laughs> I hate to say it. I like, I, I always, like, I would love to do reading on this as to like why kids get hung up on certain things. That is interesting. I was watching some video of a chef where like they were saying that if their kid sees a clove, a clove of garlic on their uh, food, they like freak out. Yeah. I mean, I was a picky eater as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think I like, by the time I got to college, I was like, Oh, like I should just eat everything. Eat everything? Well, like, but okay, so, so like, I, I came to the realization that I should, like, be even less picky than I used to be. But then, like, from college through now, I feel like I've, like, slowly conquered more and more things I, I was not interested in. Yeah, I think it's, like, it takes having, like, being able to, like, go out to restaurants or, like, be around people who will, like, share different foods with you for me to get like out of my comfort zone. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like strangely, I, like something I did not like for a long time was broccoli, but I think that's oh. m- mostly cause like the, you, there's a lot of ways broccoli could be prepared. That's like not particularly delicious. Mm-hmm. Just like a regular, like steamed unseasoned broccoli, like isn't interesting to me. Also, when we were growing up, I feel like there was a lot of, like, content in, like, cartoons and stuff that was, like, anti-broccoli, anti-Brussels oh, sprouts. Oh, and, like, Brussels sprouts, I fucking love now. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what, like, who was beyond, behind, like, big anti-Brussels sprouts marketing? It was probably, like, the people who make chicken fingers or something. Mm, like, you know? Yeah. It's like, and then Michelle Obama came around. Yeah, she changed everything. It, she changed everything. <laughs> Just kidding. She actually made a lot of people like resent vegetables oh, even more. Oh yeah. Did, did like the Trump administration like get in there and like rip up the garden? <laughs> yeah. They're like, you only get grilled cheese. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I think like a lot of this Dallas cast are as picky as Tiffany Moon's children. More picky than Tiffany Moon's children. Because remember Brandy said she doesn't really 
bread. Which felt like a shocker to me. Like, I feel like bread and carbohydrates are like go hand in hand. Go hand in hand with like someone who drinks a lot. Yeah, that's true. Like you like that like it's a good hungover um like recovery tool. Yeah, but she might like I'm trying to think of like what does she eat? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's a reminder of when they went to Thailand and they were not willing to eat anything. Which is so stupid because that's the opportunity you take. Like when you're in a country yeah. like that that has new interesting food that's when you like explore your options well i think like what i could understand like the concept of like if you if you were to drop them in thailand and like they have to figure it out that's stressful Mm -hmm. but if you have someone that's like guiding you and pointing you in the right direction it's like you gotta just like go with it right exactly yeah um so we're like all making our own pizzas now like i don't really understand how the game plan of like how Dr. Tiffany Moon, like she brought the crickets out and was like, ha ha, like we're going to put it on. And then everyone's like, no, let's not <laughs> like it would have made more sense for her to put it on and not even bring it out to begin with. I know it just, it was so she had a plan where she thought she was like being the prank master. Yeah. But like after like, after what happened with the chicken feet, you'd think she'd, like, think of a new plan. Yeah. Well, I think, like, I, like being like, oh, you guys were, like, really uncomfortable with the chicken feet. So I thought this time around, like, let me just surprise you with, like, new and interesting foods. Rather than, like, them saying no, and now you're, like, going against my wishes of after I said no. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I was thinking about this a lot when I was watching it because... The first time I ate calamari, mm. which is different, yeah. but the first time I ate calamari was at a restaurant on Cape Cod when I was a young kid, okay. and my dad my dad told us it was chicken. Okay. And then it was like, once we liked and were enjoying the calamari, yeah, yeah. he told us what it actually was. And it was like a little tricky way where you get like a kid to eat something, okay. I guess. So were you angry? And then they end up enjoying it? No. Okay. But like, it's also like... These people aren't her children yeah, slash yeah. it's like crickets, which is like different than like squid. It's sure. It's, sure. There's a lot, there's a lot of there. Okay. Uh, just a quick fun fact is like calamari was something that I probably started to eat like college or post-college, but I would only eat the rings. Like the, the tentacles w- was the bridge too far, but this mm-hmm. past Christmas Eve, I think I, I made as part of our Christmas Eve menu, like a calamari salad. And I ate the, the tentacles. Like I was on fear factor, even though like, Oh my God, I, I made it. I had to like chop it up and cook it with my own hands, but it was just like still stressful for me. Did you enjoy the tentacles? Um, I, I feel like when it comes to eating food, like it takes a few go arounds for you to like, like I'll probably enjoy it more next time when I'm not like freaking out over it. Yeah, I don't mind the tentacles at all. Actually, might prefer them because oh. the rings can be really chewy. Yeah, well, that goes like that. That will be affected by like the preparation. I think. Right. Yeah. So maybe I should try your rings. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, the one thing. Well, the, there's two things actually about Dallas. I wanted to, before we move on. Number one, Brandy in her confessional, essentially saying, "I'm afraid to confront Tiffany." Because I might accidentally be racist. 
<sighs> I mean, I, we can't have a show if you have to live in fear of being racist. Exactly. And it's like, the, the what it says to me, it's like, Brandy's basically admitting, I have racist tendency, tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> I'm afraid to talk to somebody because those might come out. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Bad, bad, yeah. Um, the only other thing is, I do got to say, when Cam's alarm went off and then they all ran out of there, was actually kind of funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like, Tiffany's, yeah. like, chasing after them and they're, like, running out. <laughs> <laughs> um, One more thing about this is, like, what month was this? Because to be having an outdoor meal with like pizza mm. ovens blasting yeah. in that little alcove, I, there was fans, but like okay. in Dallas in the summer. Yeah. I mean, they didn't seem to be sweltering as much as our Atlanta ladies have been. Right. So I don't know. I guess Atlanta is a different beast. Atlanta is a very humid place. Sure. I don't know about Texas as much. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure about their climate. Um, Speaking of climate, let's get over to the winter wonderland that is the Salt Lake City reunion set. Burr, it's so cold in here. This is, I gotta say, for a show that's getting, like, horrible ratings, they sure put a lot of, like, love and care into the set. They did. I think because they were, this was filmed home base. I think this was filmed in 30 Rock. Okay, okay. Potentially. Um, Also, Andy having... The time of his life. I haven't seen Andy like have fun in this way in a while. Well, I think part one is unlike other franchises, this is literally the first time he's meeting them in person. That's true. Because usually he'll meet them like during Watch What Happens Live with Potomac mm-hmm. and uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I think in general, like paired with that and like people are just happy, to, happier to see people these days. Sure. If you get to see people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, what's her name? Heather Gay was essentially fangirling out meeting him in person. Well, you know, because there's that photo she posted in 2014 on her Instagram of, like, Andy at the Met Gala being like, I love Andy Cohen. So this is a full circle moment for her. Yeah. Okay. Where where do you want to start? Because there's truly so much here. I feel like so many times when we're recapping uh, Reunion, it's, like, boring almost. But this is the this is the most action packed reunion in a while. Yeah, um, I think we should start with Heather Gay versus Lisa because that was kind of the very first conversation or one of the first sure. conversations. Being dismissive. Well, for no, the Being, I think the very first thing really is Andy bringing up Rihanna DMing Heather Gay and the camera focusing on Lisa being like so annoyed with the conversation. So annoyed with the conversation. Lisa doesn't want to give anything to heather this reunion yeah like you know some some reunions like people will be in a fight yeah. but then like there will be like a happier moment where like they'll like be able to enjoy something about the other person yeah lisa can't, can't. with heather I, I i gotta say to me the all-star of this reunion is lisa barlow i think at the beginning i thought i felt that okay i think it lost steam after that Mm. but i think out the gate she comes across well she's a star i don't and i I don't think she's necessarily coming across well i just feel like she is like she is the moment that is this reunion i think 
I think out the gate at the yeah. beginning she is, but I don't think she retains it the yeah. enti- entire reunion. Sure. I think the person who a star was born and it's not like I'm supporting everything she does, but I think Mary Cosby had for somebody who's barely been in the season, she's got herself in there. I mean, she woke up, which we know doesn't last the entire reunion because she literally does fall asleep in the third part. Mm -hmm. Um, But she like has something to say about everything. And then also I think what's interesting about this reunion is like they studied the show with the exception of, Mary when it came to like filming the show, but I think they didn't study the reunion. Yeah. So I was listening to Meredith on another podcast, Danny Pellegrini's podcast. Um, and she actually said that she did watch like a single episode of every single franchise, but she feels like she should have watched an entire season of one of the franchises so that she knew what was like, coming yeah yeah because like i feel like on other franchises for the reunion like people will go in with their alliances Mm -hmm. and even if they had like an issue earlier in the season like that alliance won't crack here everyone is fighting with everyone i know and even like poor whitney rose can't get her photocopies done correctly (laughs) to me like the funniest thing was mary attacking Lisa, who is seated, the only person seated next to Mary. Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't get the memo that that's supposed to be, like, the the person on your side. Right, right. And we, uh, I think Adam in our Facebook group was the one who posted the article about Jen Shaw talking about filming the reunion. And I do gotta say, out of everyone, she seemed to be the most prepared for this. I know the three C's confirm, confront and collect. I don't know. know. There's another C in there, but like she, like this is not the Jen Shaw we've been seeing throughout the season. I know this is a calm Zen Jen. Zen Jen is here. Mm -hmm. I do think like she did a good job. I agree with that. 100%. Um, I think that Heather, as much as I love her, is letting and I hope it doesn't continue but like kind of let the fan favorite uh situation get to her head a little she bit sure did. but but I mean on the other hand Lisa lets Heather being the fan favorite get to her head it a little sure bit. did yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I do feel bad about what Lisa said with like people coming into her DMs being like, you're a bad mother. Like you're this, you're the, the mm-hmm. cause like clearly all Heather is getting is like, we love you queen legend best. Duh, duh, duh. Right. So like, I understand Lisa's point of being like, you told the audience what, like what to feel about me. And like, I'm having to deal with that now. Mm-hmm. But like the thing is, and this is like, this is on toxic fandom. Their fight wasn't even that intense, yeah. like on the actual season. Yeah. And by the end of the season, they were friendly. Yeah. Um, this was a tweet I saw online last night. Uh, like, I love the content of the fights. Like, everything is, like, medium to low stakes here. Right, exactly. Like, even the Jen Shaw Meredith one, where, like, I can't tell who knows what actually happened with that. What do you mean? They both have different stories, uh, and, like, uh, it makes me think it was, like, a pretty 
drinkity drink night yeah. where they were like partying and neither of them have their story completely straight. I mean, it, like each of them is confusing the other one of passing out. So I am assuming they both just got really drunk. Exactly. And the fact that Meredith Marks is a secret smoker makes me really, really appreciate her. <laughs> it's like big Luann energy there. Well, like Luann's not even a secret smoker, really. It's like Lisa Vanderpump energy mm. more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Meredith, that haircut, wow, loving it, loving yeah. it. Bada ba bi da ba. Yeah. Um, I feel like she like missed the memo a little bit on how to like operate during this reunion, as like you mentioned, like she's mm-hmm. taking everything a little too. Seriously. Seriously into heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she missed a lot of the memo on how to operate in life in general. <laughs> She's kind of like robot vibes, but I like, I love yeah, it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The whole th- like, there's just so much here. Like the, the vagina thing with Jen and Brooks and everything. And mm-hmm. then running to, to Best Buy. Like, what do you make of the Brooks thing? Because, like, she's making it seem like, oh, like, like, you came after my child and blah, 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 blah. And, like, the receipts that that Meredith posted on Twitter, like, weren't really that impressive when it comes to receipts to me. They were the, – her receipts for that particular situation were all things in um, Jen Shaw's likes tab. Yeah. Um, and this is a PSA to everyone. Your likes are public. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like, I think it was, like, a clever way to, like, use that tool against Jen. Obvious, and obviously, like, Meredith had someone professional helping her with her social mm. during the reunion because she was pushing out, like, video clips <laughs> from the season <laughs> that somebody had, like, pulled for her. <sighs> and, like, it was obvious that, like, someone was helping her, unless she's really sad. Or maybe Brooks, like, had a hand in it. I don't even know if Brooks would be that sad. Yeah. But maybe that was what the trip to Best Buy was, yeah, was for. Like Get vid- equipment for the reunion. Video capture cards. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I feel like the conversation around Brooks is like, okay, he, want, like, he wants to be on the show and be a part of the conversation. And like, he has confessionals. Like, yeah. This isn't like, like Carrie Brittingham's children that like, well, one of them who like clearly does not want to be on the show. Right. And like Brooks is an adult. Yeah. Um, I think he's like a young adult. So I think he's made some mistakes where he's going to look back in a couple years, maybe even already and be like, oh, yeah, that was awful. Sure. Um, but that's me giving him more of a benefit of a doubt than he probably deserves. Okay. So whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there is an interesting conversation of around like Whitney and Heather versus Lisa in terms of, it does seem like Lisa holds certain things against them because they are no longer Mormon. Yeah. There's a conversation around like, like it surprises me when it comes to Lisa and being a Mormon because the entire season, I guess I assumed that she like wasn't as passionate about her Mormon faith as she actually is. And it does feel like a lot of her anger towards them is 
because of that, yeah. which is so interesting. Surprised to see Andy like bringing up Whitney's slight boob alterations. Yeah. Just like the conversation around plastic surgery in general is one that I thought we could move on from in 2021. Yeah. Um, unless these women themselves are talking about it without being prompted. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, we're going to talk about it in terms of, like, Heather's business and, like, the procedures mm-hmm. she does. But, like, but being like, oh, like, your boobs look different. It's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> I like, I know people do this in the world and comment on people's appearances a lot, but I like, I, unless it's something entirely positive, like in general, you look amazing, sweetie. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, okay. The moment of, <laughs> of Heather revealing that her father died, like since uh, this wrapped and before the reunion. Mm-hmm. And Mary, like, being like, oh, me too. And, like, smiling ear to ear. And then Lisa turning to her and being like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And then Heather being like, I didn't know that either. Yeah. was It was just a wild moment that it's, like, even hard to explain. Yeah. But, like, also, like, Lisa not showing, not jumping to show the remorse for Heather that she did immediately for Mary. Yeah, it yeah. Was a little telling. Yeah. Um, are there any other big moments you want to touch down on with Salt Lake City? No, I just think in general, it was action packed. It was a pleasure to watch. I just, it's so good. Yeah. Like going into it, I was like, oh, how are we going to stretch this over three episodes? It's because there's like, there's new wounds to talk about. Yeah. And we're going to, like, bring out the husbands at some point. They're... Some of the husbands are going to be on iPads and the, behind them. Yeah. Are, are are there people there? I think maybe John Barlow is there, maybe. John Barlow and then um, Whitney Rose's husband. What's her, his oh, name again? I don't know. I Like, he doesn't really, like, stick in my head. He's more of just, like, an image. Every rose has its thorn. Every story. rose does have its thorn. So why don't we get over to the quarantine over at Summer House? Mm-hmm. Summer should be fun. And it is. It is fun. And I do have to say, like, I appreciate so much people behaving like how I would expect to expect them to in real life. Like when the stove repair man comes over and like mm-hmm. they answer the door with a mask. They're wearing a mask and he's wearing a mask while he's doing his repairs. I was like, oh, this looks like um, real life. It really, it really does. And even um, with Carl explaining how he didn't go to Pittsburgh for his mom's wedding. Yeah. Because his mom's in her late 60s. So is her husband. And it's like those little things are actually like really appreciated these days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Carlito. Mm-hmm. I feel like, did we know about his relationship with his brother? No, I feel like we're learning a lot of new stuff about Carl. I bet you it didn't come up in the past because I feel like, as he said, he feels yeah. like he became his brother in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I... Probably recognize that, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it, but I'm okay. really enjoying Carl this season. Yeah, I know. He's like... 
he's having a redemption season for sure. He's like he he looks great, first of all. Yeah, he Hello, does. Hello, hunka hunka. And then <laughs> and then also just like he's kind of becoming, and I think we're gonna see it next episode, like the dad of the house. Mm, yeah. Uh in a lot of ways, which is just like fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh what did you think about them getting all dressed up for the wedding? I thought that was adorable and like the pride that Carl had for his mom and like the, like he was nervous and like everything about it was just like a very heartwarming moment. Everyone was like kind of crying. It was, it was nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I love how much there is going on despite the fact that it's just them in the house. Yeah. And also like the good thing about summer house is like the history's built in Mm -hmm. Sharon's come to the house like every year since like the second year. So we're familiar with her. We're familiar with her relationship with Carl. I feel like Mm -hmm. we know a lot about them. It's, it's great. Yeah. I love it here in the summer house. I love it here in the house. Uh, We have Paige kind of getting the scoop from Ciara before Hannah does. Well, Paige played it smart. Yeah. And like the way Paige figured everything out, it was like, casual like we're yeah. by the by the pool conversation when hannah tried to get the scoop she had to make it a whole ordeal oh my god i mean multiple separate ordeals i like i feel bad for hannah but i'm also like maybe read the room yeah wasn't there a conversation last week as to whether this was like a cooked up plot maybe but like now that i'm seeing it play out it's like it's like you you really would would do anything for a plot. Right. Including making yourself look crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Um I feel like we got to know Sierra a little bit more this week. Well, yeah, because if you think about it last week we were only in that one last scene with her. Yeah. Uh but to in, like know about her relationship with Luke was interesting, like how long they've known each other. I feel like that made me more comfortable with her being in the house mm-hmm. given like that they had known each other for years that she was on the phone with him last summer while he was in the house. Yeah. When they pulled that footage was amazing. Yeah. I'm more comfortable with her being in the house than I am with Hannah. Ugh. Huh. Oh my God. Uh, isn't Danielle giving you friend of energy right now (laughs) she always is and that's why she was a good friend of last year but the fact (laughs) they can't really do friends of unless it's uh steven yeah which i mean he really is giving us big friend of energy i know but it's like vicky gunvalson i'm working i'm working uh i mean here's the thing like i feel like he was like yeah i'll go with you but like i'm not trying to be a television star. Right, exactly. But then, of course, Lindsay gets activated. She cannot help herself. She can't help but get activated, which is why we love her. Yeah, but like, so we're we're actually like recording this as Watch Happens Live with her, with Lindsay is airing right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see what she's saying because I I'm pretty sure they are no longer together. They aren't. Um, but she looks amazing. I'm literally 
looking at it right now on mute. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I wonder what she makes of that, that they're not together. I know. It'll be interesting to see. It'll, it'd be interesting to hear from him. I don't think we'll have her. We might have a reunion. Who knows? Oh yeah. We would definitely have a reunion. But Summer House hasn't been consistent in that way. We've had two reunions out of like the five seasons, four, four, four seasons. seasons. Oh yeah, isn't it weird? Didn't we have like one for season two, then not season three, and then yes for season four? Yes, but I will say I was listening to Radio Andy yesterday. Oh, of course. And he was talking about like a lot of people questioning things about Vanderbump Rules. And he was like, I, any premiere for Vanderbump Rules is very far in the future. There will be one, but like it's very far in the future. Sure. But he did say a good substitute for people, and I hope people are listening. That Summer House is a great substitute, and he thinks that this is going to be like their like breakthrough year. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, I I think the ratings for that first episode was like around Dallas numbers. Okay, which is like I think fine. That's definitely fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but back to Stravi. <laughs> Is that his last name, Stephen Stravi? Yeah, for some reason I get him confused with Pringle on Southern Charm, even though I don't, I don't watch Southern Charm. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, him asking for, like, drinks and sandwiches. That's an, that would get me activated. That would be annoying. Especially- I barely like to make myself a sandwich, by the way. But I think it's, like, annoying if you are doing nothing in return. Right. Like, like if I'm, like, in the middle of cooking something and I ask Alex to, like, pour me a glass of water, like, I don't think that's rude. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, who knows, who knows what Alex thinks? I know. Chime in in the comments <laughs> below, fiancé to the show. <laughs> no, but no, 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 but that's a good point. But it's, like, maybe, I mean, if he was, like, if you make me this sandwich, I'll, like pay special attention tonight when we're diddling and fiddling <laughs> oh then <my> like God, no. <laughs> dipping in a doing wow 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 yeah um he doesn't seem like too happy to be there in general i did like his outfit when they were roller skating though his like little rainbow crop top oh yeah yeah i, I enjoyed that yeah he i mean like he looked like a like a little twink at pride uh, I mean, he ha- definitely has a little bit more heft on him than like a twink. I would say. Sorry, I didn't mean to say. I didn't mean to say twink, but like, I mean, like a y- little young gay boy at Pride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he definitely is like. Well, I mean, Kyle is on the shorter side, but like between Carl and Luke, who are both tall men, like he's on the shorter side of the spectrum. I mean, Carl is a giant. Yeah. And uh, when they're making dinner later in that scene, I'm like, you. There is a giant among you. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about this dinner scene. Can I say, creativity jumped out Yeah, to do something fun like this. Because, like, they're presented with, like, the means of, like, not being able to leave the house this summer. Yeah. So, like, to get creative like this, this is why I want to watch. I mean, the skating thing was fun, too. Yeah. But this was, like, this next level. This was much level. more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think also, in a way, the limits of COVID are better because remember every mm-hmm. season, like, they're hanging out, and then, like, hours go by where we're not invited as a viewer because they're at, like, venues that they can't film at. Right, because the Hamptons were, like, super, are, I guess, super exclusive, and, like, they wouldn't let them have cameras there. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is better. Um, 
who did you think did a good job in their role and who do you think flopped? I mean, Paige was doing a great job as hostess. It, she really was. It reminded her doing this reminded me of like, you know, those like scenes in Sex in the City, like the TV show yeah, yeah. where like we interact show. with hostesses. Yeah. And like there was like a lot of episodes that were like about like them trying to get in places. Yeah. Her bringing them down, saying their table's not ready yet, and sitting them in front of the empty table reminded <laughs> me of those scenes. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I also love Carl like presenting them with the with the um, the fancy lover boys. Mm-hmm. That was a fun touch. The spritzes. He was the sommelier. Yeah. Um, I think Hannah flopped at her job. She was supposed to be head chef. Yeah. I mean, and everyone was doing her work for her. We had like a toast, which like it could it could be good, but like it's not like anything to do a cartwheel over. Mm-hmm. And then like the that what was that fish that they were serving? I'm pretty sure they cooked salmon on hot plates because the the stove yeah. didn't work. So they yeah. had like okay, so this so this happened to me. Oh. My apartment building. I'm moving, as was announced earlier in the uh, episode. <laughs> but my apartment building a couple years ago had a fire in the basement, and, like, our shit was broken for a long time. Yeah. The solution for, like, the management company was, like, bringing us, like, hot plates to cook on. Sure, sure. It's, like, literally, like, a sad plate that you put on yeah. and you plug it. It's, oh. And they were cooking off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. It just seemed like the 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 proportions of the fish were all wrong. Like, it was, like, a huge... It was a huge fish. A huge piece of fish. And it's like, I can't imagine was cooked all the way through. Well, especially on a hot plate. Like, if you're cooking that in an oven, you have a better shot of it, like, cooking through. Whereas... Maybe they put it in the toaster oven for, like, a second. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, it, like, on that pile of, like, green mush. I know, and they kept on, like, wiping around it, like, cause, and it was, like, really oily. Yeah, it was definitely not the finest, um, the finest culinary moment. But it was fun. I would love to, I would love to play this game. Like, mm-hmm. next time we're allowed to be together with our friends and we're in the same space, I would okay. love to play this game and assign yeah. roles. Yeah. Uh, I did love the representation on screen of a couple who was scheduled to be married during the pandemic and then had to reschedule. I know. I thought of you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, Amanda's mom, or I think it was Amanda's mom who asked if we're going to have a vaccinated public by June, 2021. Yeah. I think Joe Biden, our president just announced today that they have a enough vaccinations for the entire country. Yeah, but it sound it sounded like that rollout might not be complete till the end of July. Still. But pretty, even, I would love to, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could can I imagine what like, Amanda and Kyle no, having their wedding? No, that we're <laughs> vaccinated by the end of July. <laughs> I can't imagine. I cannot imagine life outside of this quarantine, and that's why I'm also like happy that I'm moving because, like, I at least get like a change of scenery. Yeah, but yeah, loving summer house. Well, we need to talk about the last. Oh yeah, scene. yeah. Okay. So, Hannah, after this lovely dinner, pulling- first of all, 
first of all, Hannah has been pouring rosé into her mouth as head chef the entire night, basically. Oh, I forgot about that. And then, like, she's been drinking from the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So she's like definitely on another level right now. Mm-hmm. So she pulls Luke and Sierra. <laughs> yeah, over to the couch on the same level. Like, it's not. It's not like she pulls them into another room. She is feet from where everyone else. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. And starts confronting Luke about like him talking to other women last summer slash mm-hmm. what are we, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is after he had already like friend zoned her the previous the night, before, night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and then like Hannah had gone down earlier and talked to Sierra about like their relationship and yada, yada, yada. And how Hannah had never heard of Sierra. I, I, I could actually see a world where Luke had actually told Hannah, but like Hannah went in one ear and out. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Just because like, she's very self-centered. Okay. And then like, it's just a mess of a conversation that kind of ends with like Sierra, like mentally begging, uh, Batula and Paige (laughs) to like get involved. Cause everyone's listening. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So next week will be mess. Yeah. And next week, it sounds like we have more of the hub house breakdown. Which, like, that is a welcome change from Hannah and Luke drama, to be honest. Okay. I love to see hub house activated. Sure. We all love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't we activate our freak of the week and the one true queen? Let's do it. So, Dan, who who is the freak of the week? Okay. Our freak of the week is one Brandy Glanville. And this is a part of a very big story that everyone's kind of talking about. Yeah. So Brandy Glanville tweeted earlier this week, dear army hammer, you can have my rib cage heart emoji. How do you just keep getting hotter and hotter? Hashtag let's BBQ. Can I, can I just point out one thing? This is after two weeks where blogs, podcasts, the general public page six have been talking about everything problematic surrounding army hammer and his, the allegations of real abuse against him. Yeah. And like what she is tweeting is like, you know, enough of what's going on. Right. Exactly. It's not just like you're saying, Oh, army, you're, you're like so hot. Like hit me up. Like you are tweeting about, the crazy shit that's going on. Right. And can I say one thing about the army is hot conversation? And I don't mean to like, I just want to say he's not that hot. He's just tall. Mm, okay. A lot of tall conversation. <laughs> yeah. <week. laughs> well, no, but Carl is both hot and tar- tall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then she kind of like, didn't really back down. She said, guys, I did not know the extent of what's being alleged. I just read that he was getting divorced and thought he was hot. No more headline porn for me. I have learned my lesson. Um, but then she eventually like deleted these tweets. Yeah, she eventually apologized. But it's like, Brandy Glanville, can you stop in general? Yeah. Maybe like only do the Lincoln bio social posts that you get paid for. Oh and it's like, don't do anything outside of that. How do, like, I have a question. For people who do that on the reg, like, how do they maintain their follower count? I have no idea. Because it's like truly the worst. I know, but some people just follow those kind of people 
blindly, I think. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess maybe some of the people aren't like savvy enough to realize like what they are being delivered. Content well, wise. I think this kind of happened with the Vicky Gunvalson yeah. situation where Vicky posted a Lincoln bio thing about David Bedore. And it was a dig. I mean, it was a dig at yeah. Shannon because like Vicky gets to sign off on like what she posted, but she also was like making money off of that post. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So we have a one true queen, but we also kind of have a one true queen junior. <laughs> Okay, so the one true, que- the true one true queen this okay. week is Vanessa Bear, SNL alum, yeah. um, who appeared on Watch What Happens Live earlier this week, and they did, I guess, what's called Watch What Happens Live, like theater playhouse, playhouse, and she did two flawless impressions of. One, Whitney Rose, and two, Lisa Barlow. Like, dipping in and out of the impersonations? She was doing the conversation back and forth with only herself. Yeah. In a way that was like, if you closed your eyes, you could have been watching the actual show. Maybe it's because you ran out of my tequila. You know what's funny? You ran out at six o'clock. That's shocking to me because literally we sent enough tequila for like 500 people. I just want you to know, I know you run like a tight ship. You're amazing. It was beautiful. I really appreciated you. What Whitney does with the gift I gave her is up to her. If I give you a Chanel necklace and you choke on it, that's your problem, not mine. And like, here's the thing is... Whitney is not that hard of an impersonation to do, mm-hmm. but Lisa Barlow is actually a challenge. I feel like I've heard many people try to do a Lisa Barlow and it's never it. Yeah. And this and was also, it. Yeah. And just like the range change that it took <laughs> within seconds, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And so Vanessa is our winter queen, and I also wanted to use this opportunity to briefly bring up the time that we were in Atlantic City for Dan's birthday at a karaoke bar. And we saw (laughs) what I legit thought at the time could have been like Vanessa Bayer and somebody else like punking a crowd. It was a lone bride to be with one single bridesmaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. At a karaoke bar. But like wearing a sash too, right? Wearing a sash. And then they got up to sing on stage. Yeah. And I forget what song they sang, but that was that was a legendary night. Yeah. And then we had to be escorted out of the karaoke bar for a particular reason I won't name. For security reasons. (laughs) For security reasons. (laughs) Okay. So our one true queen one true queen junior is related because it's Lisa Barlow. Guys, (laughs) the video of her with her son Jack promoting Fresh Wolf and Lisa lip syncing for her life Jack's lines as he's reading it uh, for the camera is just so iconic. Lisa Barlow is the lip sync assassin. I want to see her coming out when the curtains rise on All Stars 6 uh, for the lip sync assassin role. Agree. And of course, Dan loves this because Dan is. Also, when we used to record in person, he, like, would lip sync what I was saying without knowing, like, without anticipating what I was actually saying. So as I was talking, he would, like, 
mouth along with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I that's <laughs> that'll be the best part about being out of uh, quarantine. Once we're out of it, is Dan mouthing along to whatever I'm saying on this podcast. Well, it's usually like when you're like reading something or like doing the 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 parts that we always like stick to, right? Or there's sometimes, more but like sometimes I just like catch you doing it, and I'm like, are you what? What is happening here? <laughs> I wonder if it's like a sense of control, like me, like it is. Okay. It's like a very type A. I need to be in control thing that I think both you and Lisa Barlow have in common. Sure, maybe that's why I appreciated her reunion performance so much, and maybe I think that's why like you're Lisa and I'm Heather. Mm-hmm. Hello. Okay, love that. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Your impression was okay, but not great. No, it was better like when I did it earlier in the podcast. But that is our episode for this week. Wow. Uh, as mentioned, why don't you go run over and listen to Housewives and Make, have a ham of a time. Have a ham on a time. And I'll be on soon. Yeah, you'll be on soon. So like, stay tuned for that. Uh, as usual, go to comethroughqueen.com. Oh, we neglected to mention, we have a Patreon bonus episode this week. In honor of this Valentine's Day weekend, we are deep diving all the random celebrity dating connections that the Housewives have. And there's a bunch in there that uh, you would never expect. Yeah, we play a fun game. Well, Dan asked me to guess, like, who each person has dated, and I I sucked at it. So go listen. You got a few right, so that was impressive. So yeah, (laughs) uh, head on over to Patreon to tune into that as usual we have our weekly pre-show as well um so we're talking about the britney doc we're talking about some more wandavision search party Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on there uh and you can find that all at comethroughqueen.com so like comment subscribe heart share retweet love us love us please retweet we'll see you next week bye bye I want to see you come through, queen. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 